Hey guys, what's going on? All right, let's let's uh let's do another episode here. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. So I always start this off letting you guys know how much I appreciate the audience. Appreciate you listening to this podcast, checking out any episode I throw up. It means uh it means a lot to me, and thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. <clears throat> Anyways, so this episode we're gonna be talking about variable refrigerant flow technology in in other words VRF and there's a lot of different types of VRF a lot of different manufacturers uh, different applications different indoor areas. so we're gonna dive right into it and I think uh, I think it'll be interesting for you guys um, I don't know if you know a lot about VRF it is still a relatively new concept I would say in the HVAC world um, not very traditional in some sense but it's effective and it's efficient and it's it's I mean it's it's a good product. It's a great way to to go for commercial and industrial applications. So let's start at the at the bottom here. So like I said, variable refrigerant flow. The concept is it's a heat pump technology with with limited outdoor units and multiple multiple indoor units and multiple is anywhere from you know sometimes 20 to 40 maybe 60 indoor units Um, some controllers can can control up to 120 even more indoor units um, for a central control or whatever Um, so we have your heat pump outdoor heat pump and then you've got like i said multiple indoor units now, depending on which way you want to go, you have a couple different options. You can go heat pump technology, like I said before, and or you can even do heat recovery. So the difference there is essentially uh, how many pipes you have in a system, possibly. That could be part of the difference. So you could have a two-pipe system, which would be like a heat pump, right? Just your standard heat pump technology. It's going to be heating or it's going to be cooling based off that reversing valve or, or whatever in the outdoor unit. Then you have heat recovery, which relies on a, a, a branch distribution box. And this branch distribution box allows for refrigerants to be uh, interchanged in that box. And, and you, it allows you to do uh, simultaneous heating and cooling, which means one room could be in heating and the other room could be in cooling at the same time now that that is uh, an important feature and a lot of times we use that for say a data room or a computer room or or some maybe a gym where people are working out and then your apartment still needs to be warm whatever it is it allows you to have some of the units heating and some of the units cool uh, that's a that's a huge feature in a lot of applications. Um, it does increase the efficiency. And now that system would be a three-pipe system, typically, um, at least for some manufacturers. Again, sorry for the, for the quality. I'm outside walking my dog. It's about 25 degrees out. It's raining and it's snowing and it's not fun. Um, but yeah, so heat recovery or heat pump. One outdoor unit, multiple outdoor units, anywhere from sometimes five tons 
up to sometimes 50 tons of capacity for a series of outdoor units. I say a series because you can have a multiple frames tied together via Y branches on the outdoor units, making that one technically an out one technical outdoor unit. So, say you go one outdoor unit. It's a single frame outdoor unit, and you have let's go 20 tons system. So you have one frame on the roof. It's a heat recovery system. So you're gonna pipe it in to a branch box or multiple branch boxes via Y branches. Right? And once you hit those branch boxes, I call them branch boxes, but these are remember branch distribution or heat recovery boxes, in other words. You're bringing the pipes into that, and then from there, you're piping individual indoor units off of that branch distribution box via line sets or however you choose to pipe that system. Um, indoor units. Indoor units are, are really, really cool. There's a lot of versatility for uh, VRF systems. You could mix and match cassette styles or wall mount styles or concealed ducted vertical air handlers it could be floor mounted it could be in the wall uh in the wall units that are that are i would say uh, council type units without case or with case uh you could have a ceiling suspended unit um there's a lot of different options and that's that is also what appeals to many customers when you're talking to your at this point you can do an entire commercial project with a bunch of different types of units for any application. Say you need to hit a couple bathrooms, you throw a concealing concealed duct unit up outside those bathrooms and duct right into them. Say you need to hit a couple apartments or one apartment with many rooms, you could put a vertical air handler in there with say an electric heater kit. Um, a lot of different opportunities. So that's really uh, a desirable part of BRF systems. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, now let's talk. Um, let's talk about bumping it up. You got 20 ton capacity. Run over that one outdoor. Now we're going up to say a 40 ton system. So you can work off two 20 ton, uh, two 20 ton frames outside. So you're gonna wide branch those together outside, and then you're gonna come in and you're gonna hit multiple branch boxes. Now, a lot of times these branch boxes come in a few different orientations. You can have two pipe, three pipe, four pipe, five pipe, six pipe, eight pipe, whatever your manufacturer allows for those branch pipes or branch boxes, you might have multiple pipe branch boxes. And that allows you, that basically tells you how many indoor units you can have per branch box. Um, again, a lot of versatility. You want, you know, there are. There's a lot of great things about VRF. Again, we went over we went over the versatility, the different types of indoor units. How about rebates? Rebate, rebates are huge when it comes to VRF technology. Um, you can, nowadays with any of these clean heat programs and uh, trying to avoid fossil fuels and really the electrification that we're trying to go in in the direction of America and not only America, the world, we're really trying to move into how we can avoid using fossil fuels and rely on our 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 energy that we have around so uh, vrf heat pumps heat recovery that's all along those lines it's it's a it's a benefit towards that and it, it helps us 
make the world a better place, right? <laughs> Let's talk about, like I said, the indoor units. Um, very neat systems. A lot of, a lot of different types of applications. Um, I enjoy, enjoy seeing the different kinds that they have. They've got everything from square cassettes to round cassettes to um, application where you could bring fresh air into these cassettes. Granted, you wanna you wanna temper that air a little bit, but again, that removes the need for another grill in your ceiling or whatever. Or you can temper that with the cassette um, or heat that up. You're gonna want to get some sort of heat heat recovery on that energy recovery ventilator. But again, you have little little round collars that you put on those cassettes to bring that fresh air right into that space. It's a it's a really cool product. But let's talk about the the negatives, right? Because there are there's pros and cons to everything, right? We all know that. Uh, the biggest negative I see in my eyes for a VRM system is the the lack of redundancy, and that's why um, a lot of times they might they might recommend doing some baseboard heat if it's a real cold environment or cold climate. Um, have a backup baseboard heat in some of the space. Keep at least some sort of backup type of energy or heating source. <laughs> but if that outdoor unit goes down, they pop a leak in the condenser coil. That entire building could potentially be without heat or without cooling for an extended period of time so you can get somebody out there to work. Now, let's talk about service serviceability. Again, as I said earlier, it's a rather new technology in this industry. So your serviceability uh, is not the best. It's not somebody who could just come throw a, throw a new gas valve on a rooftop. You're not getting that. You have to have a person who's comfortable working on a VRF system, and they're a little bit more complex. Sometimes you have all DC voltage, and you're not really, it might be a 0 to 9 volt or 12 volt um, system, and, and it's all microprocessor. and in a little bit more complex controls, you know, you might have a, a central controller that's, that, like I said earlier, is controlling up to 120 systems. Um, so again, you have to have, you have to have a contractor that can work on this. So that's, that's two of the negatives. Um, another negative I would say is, is the, the product. So if you're if you're used to working with one and then you have another vrf system that comes on and it's a different brand you have to relearn that entire system because not there's there's hitachi there's mitsubishi there's lg you've got daikin there's a bunch of different manufacturers that have vrf technology but every one of them has quite a bit different um technology like i just said that but they they are different in many ways that adds a complexity complexity to the product um it's a very interesting topic i suggest everyone on here listening goes and does some research on it and learns at least a little bit about it and or designs your business around vr because there's there's an ability to make a lot of money if you can be proficient in it um like I said, I, I think it's a neat, a neat system. Something that I work with a lot. Um, and then the last thing I want to leave you with is 
the actual design, the actual construction, the line set lengths, the limitations. So when you're designing one of these systems and when you're installing these, you have to be very careful and you have to make sure you're installing exactly to how the system was designed. If you put 15 to 20 to 30 extra foot on a line set, your limit might have been 130 foot and that system's not gonna work right. Um, if you put the wrong size ACR pipe up there, diameter, it might not work correctly. If you have some uh, traps in the line and, and oil's not getting back to the compressor like anything else, you might have problems. So you have to really know what you're doing. There's no room to be a hack when it comes to VR. So guys, I suggest you get some information. I suggest you do some research and learn about it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if I... Uh, if I am uh, out of my mind here, you guys think I'm crazy. I don't care, but I'm happy you're listening. I appreciate you guys checking it out. Um, this has been enjoyable. But I'm back bringing the dog inside, and, and this is the end of the episode. So Godspeed, brothers.